What's up, Yankee fans? And we were, are, uh, we are back with you with another episode of Yankee Crazy Podcast. And if you missed the last one, pause it, pause this one, and go back and listen to it. I interviewed my wife Susanna for it, and it was a lot of laughs. A lot of laughs from me. <laughs> Hopefully, you will find it as amusing as I did. She had a lot of awesome takes on things, some stories, um, also showed her some pictures of a few Yankees and had her comment on them. So that is, that is always a lot of fun. I always, you know, I, I get that all the time, uh, when we're watching a game, she will have those comments, uh, about certain players or come up with things and, and, we joke about it, and it's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. Keeps me cracking up. So go check that out. It is the last episode, 51, 51. Who wore 51? Know who wore 51? Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams was one of the most clutch, great Yankees ever, ever. I loved Bernie. He was, he was such... Such an awesome player. And, you know, a bunch of years ago, I went to see Joe Torre speak at... It was like some theater on the west side in Manhattan. And it was really, really awesome. And it was when he was still managing the Yankees. And and even afterwards, I, um, I got to meet John Sterling, who was in the audience for it. So that was pretty cool. Wait till I uh, wait till I get Susanna's take on John Sterling because she has we we crack up over John Sterling. I love John Sterling, but there are some things that <laughs> really drive me crazy about him. But anyway, the story that I wanted to say when I went to see Joe Torre was he told a Bernie Williams story and. He loved Bernie. If you ever if you ever see interviews with Joe Torre or hear him talk about Bernie, Bernie was one of his all-time favorite players. And the story goes that Yankees are playing a game and Bernie runs into the wall or dives and, and comes up and is like a little bit shaky. And they go out to like see if he's okay. Trainer goes out, Joe Torre goes out, and they are trying to gauge how, you know, how Bernie's feeling and if he's like, you know, got a concussion or, or, or some, you know, any, anything that they might need to uh, take him out of the game for. And they say to him, Bernie, okay, are you all right? Are you all right? And they're like, what day of the week is it? <laughs> And Bernie says, I don't know. So they they take him out of the game. And afterwards, Joe Torre's speaking to Bernie. And Bernie was like saying, oh, well, wh- why'd you take me out? I, I actually felt all right. I could have I played. And they're like, well, Bernie, they asked you what day of the week it was. And you didn't know. And he goes, I never know what day of the week it is. <laughs> oh, man, Bernie. He he is a, a funny dude. If you ever see interviews with him, he's really really cool guy. Talented musician, super talented musician. But he was um, 
he was kind of out there. He's, uh, you know, he was he was a little bit spacey, Bernie, and uh, I think that's probably what helped him be so clutch. You know, the the moment was never too big for Bernie. He was he was just tremendous, tremendous Yankee. All right, so moving on from that, like I said, go back and and listen to that interview had with Susanna. It is awesome. At least I think so. And we got some really positive feedback too. We we had some we had some good stuff. So I think we'll bring her back again. And uh like I was saying, maybe a YouTube show where I could like show the pictures and you could see who it is and uh we'll do like a split screen or something and then you could um see her reactions to it cuz <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff. All right. Anyway, Know what is something Yankee-related is the movie Green Book. And if you haven't seen it, it is really, really good movie. Not only is it a great story, but the one of the lead characters is from the Bronx. And you get to see, and that's, that's the uh, Viggo Mortensen character. And man, I got to tell you, not that I know anything really about acting or any of the other movies that are out up for Academy Awards, but that dude, Viggo Mortensen, is awesome actor. Like, he is so good. So this is the guy, if you don't know, if you're like, who who the heck is Viggo Mortensen? He is the dude who was in Lord of the Rings. He was the guy who played, uh, I, I mean, he played... I think his name was Aragon, Aragorn, Aragon, something like that. His nickname was Strider in it. He was the guy that the hobbits meet early on, and he kind of like becomes the leader and, and guides them. And <clears throat> if you uh, if you haven't read the books or seen the movies, and you plan on doing it, I won't I won't give any more away than that. But that so it's that guy. If it it is that guy. So if you saw that movie and you're like, wait a minute, he's the guy in Green Book. And if you've seen Green Book and you didn't realize it was him, it's that dude. And that was a that was a long time ago, wasn't it? When was when was Lord of the Rings movies? I don't know. But he's did some. He's done some other movies. Oh, The Road. Oh my goodness. If you've ever seen The Road, you know that is um, that author Cormac. McCarthy, Cormac MacArthur. I don't know. I know his name's Cormac because Susanna's nephew is name is Cormac, named after that guy. And that book is, whew, man. If you if you're like me, it's 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 really odd. I have this, I have this like um, fascination with these post-apocalyptic stories. I'm really, I don't know what it is, but. Like Mad Max, love those movies. I'm, I'm, I'm like fascinated by like what would happen if the, um, if the, if something happened like a, a zombie apocalypse or something like that, or, or a nuclear war or something like that, and what's going on? And <clears throat> I don't know. It's kind of weird. I think it's, I think it's kind of weird that I like am fascinated by this. But and I don't know what it is. I, I we could probably do a whole psychological. Uh, <laughs> evaluation on this, but that's, that's for somebody else's podcast. Cause this is the Yankee crazy podcast. But anyway, 
where was I going? Oh, Viggo Mortensen is in this in this movie, The Road, and he's awesome in that. And you know, if you like those kind of movies, you should go check it out. It's it's and the book is great. The book, you know, and it's more about the relationship of Viggo Mortensen, the father and the son character, than the end of the world. It's just um, Cormac McCarthy. I, I, yeah, that's it, McCarthy, right? He. Um, he had an interview about it, and he wrote that because of he was with his son uh, somewhere for the first time, and it was just he and him, and he started thinking about it, and he said, all right, well, I'm going to make a, a story about a father-son relationship, and I'm going to put it somewhere like crazy. So he came up with that concept, and he's, um, he's, got, some crazy, he's got some crazy books that have been turned into movies, and, and that's definitely one of them, but it, it's great. And Viggo Mortensen... He just, man, the guy just becomes the role. Like, you forget it's him. And so in Green Book, you get, <laughs> going back, wow, that was a tangent. Holy cow, where'd we go? I was going off. I even got to Mad Max. So I always got to put in Mad Max and the Road Warrior. Oh, man, I hope they make more of those movies. Love them. Wow. So getting back to it, Green Book, Viggo Mortensen needs to win the Academy Award for Best Actor. And I haven't seen any of the other movies. <laughs> At least I think I haven't. Unless Aquaman is up for uh, Best Actor. <laughs> I'm going to guess that it's not. Although he should be. That dude is really good too. That was Cal Drogo from uh, Game of Thrones. Which is coming in, what, April? Oh man, I love that show. Can't believe it's the last season. But getting back to Green Book and the Yankee Connection... Oh, well, actually, I want to go on another connection. I want to go off on another tangent. There was um, Stephen Book, Stephen Book. Stephen King wrote a book called The Stand. And in that, it is another post-apocalyptic story. And one guy, and you know, one guy's trying to get out of New York. And they talk about Yankee Stadium. And I forget what the guy, he like runs into a guy. And the guy's like, I'm going to Yankee Stadium to do something. I can't remember what it was, but... So there's a there's a, a an association there, and uh, even though you know Stephen Stephen King is a big Red Sox fan, which we don't like that, but his books are great. So getting back to Green Book, in Green Book they show them watching TV at one point, and you and and they show the TV and they show a clip of Roger Maris hitting home run, and I don't know what year that's supposed to take place in. Maybe it's '61. Maybe maybe that's why they showed Maris hitting that home run out. But <clears throat> that was really cool. And then there's another story where I really associated with was Viggo Mortensen is telling a story about the Yankees uh, to, to uh, the other character. Uh, what's his name? Don Shirley. I don't know the actor, but he's great. He's great in it, too. And it's just, it's such a good movie. It's got the Bronx in it. It's got... You know, so much of like stuff I can remember from my childhood and expressions, and you know the whole um, the whole Italian um, uh, culture of the Bronx. So check it out, guys. It is it is worth it. It is really really worth seeing that movie. Loved it. It's awesome. Okay, moving on. Next, I want to talk about an article that my aunt sent me uh, from the Post about Zach Britton. And, uh, you know, thanks to her for sending that to me. I did not catch that one. 
And if you've got an article you want me to talk about or a topic or anything like that, you can always reach us, yankeecrazypodcast at gmail.com. Instagram is Yankee Crazy Podcast, Twitter, Yankee Crazy Pod, and Facebook, Yankee Crazy Podcast. So go there to all those platforms. Give us a follow, give us a like, and even the Anchor app. If you listen on the Anchor app, you can do voice messaging and, and give us some feedback. So if you've got something to share or anything, you got an article and you're like, oh, dude, I want you to talk about this article and get your opinion on it, that would be awesome like my aunt is doing. She's sending me all these articles. It's, it's great keeping me up on all of this stuff. And one of them was Zach Britton. And really cool hearing these quotes from Zach Britton. And he could have been a closer and on other teams. He definitely could have been an elite closer on a lot of teams. But he decided that he wanted to come back to the Yankees. Yankees uh, treated him really well and his family. He said that... The Yankees were, he felt like the Yankees were one of the best situations for him to win a World Series. And that's really cool because he's not going to be closing. He could close some games and hopefully Chapman stays healthy all year round, uh, all year round, all season, and doesn't need any um, time on the DL. But, you know, you could slot in Britain. And having that lefty in there is really important. Not that he is a lefty specialist and facing one batter in, in some situations, but he can he can go righty and lefty and battle against those uh, lefty-righty hitters. So the other thing is they talk about his injury. So he had Achilles surgery, and that was last December. So that is a quick timetable. He was, pa- he was back pitching with Baltimore in June. And Achilles, luckily I've never had an Achilles injury, but a buddy of mine, Kevin, had one. And he, this is my buddy, uh, Kevin, who I go backpacking with, who I think I tell that story about when we were backpacking. We had to, like, see the Yankee, get the Yankee score. (laughs) Go back and find that one. Um, But Kevin had that. He was playing tennis, and he, like, went back out on a shot or something, and he tore his Achilles and had to get surgery. And obviously he's not a professional athlete and didn't have to like come back and rehab it to be able to do his job like Zach Britton had to. But he has told me that he still feels it. And it's, you know, he's lit, lost some uh, flexibility in that and range of movement. And has is I he's think I think he's like three years removed from that and it's just starting to like feel back to normal. So you translate that to Zach Britton who is has to generate a lot of power from the legs and the calves. He talks about his calf uh just being I think he said he's now with his calf at ninety percent. So Think about where he was last year in June and when he came to the Yankees in July. You know what I mean? That's, that, is a, that is a quick timetable to come back from. And he still was effective. But think about this year. He's going to be 100% healthy, have all that strength back, range of mo- motion, flexibility, and 
it's gonna be it's a recipe for awesomeness and I see him being a big beneficial part of that Yankees bullpen and I'm I'm looking forward to it I'm excited for it and we'll see and you know what know what that brings us to the spring training countdown and 30 days only 30 days till pitchers and catchers report in Tampa at George M. Steinbrenner Field. Oh, it's going to be so awesome. Can't wait. Cannot wait for spring training. And how is your spring training going? That brings us to our sponsor, Isogenics. And you can check it out at staystoked.isogenics.com. And they've got, speaking of 30 days, they have multiple tiers of 30-day programs and you can get set up from them and right now this week they are doing till January 20th free membership so you can take advantage of that and get free membership and get the best nutrition program that's out there and you are only 30 days away from spring training and 30 days away from you being in your best shape and health and getting that nutrition balanced, done right, and you get a coach, and it's a money-back guarantee. It is, it is like a, a no-brainer. You really should take advantage of it. And I wonder, you know, there were a couple of pro athletes doing isogenics. Um, who was it? There was a pitcher for, a uh, relief pitcher for the Giants, San Francisco Giants and it was in those years when they were winning those World Series and he was on all three teams. What was his name? Oh man, I can't can't remember, but he was a big isogenics guy and there's a lot of pro athletes who are using this stuff. So, why not you? Go take advantage of it. Ready? Going to give it to you again. Stay stoked.isogenics.com. It's S T A Y S T O K E D . I S A G-E-N-I-X.com. All right, check it out, guys. All right, so 30. And, you know, someone posted about 30 days and how many players wore number 30 in 2017. And I was, I was like, wow, that was, that was a big <laughs> rotation. I think it was like six people. And one of them was Todd Frazier. They had Frazier up there, so it had to be Todd Frazier, right? It couldn't be Clint Frazier. Because as soon as he came up, he wore 77. And I don't think he came up in 2017, did he? Yeah. Actually, he did. He did. But I think he came up wearing 77. And he's a big Mickey Mantle fan, too. That's why he wears 77. And he plays left field 77 and judges 99 and right. And he said that he wanted Aaron Hicks to become 88. So if if you've ever scored a game, and when I was a kid, I used to love scoring the game and... um, I should see. I used to score the All-Star game. That was like the big thing for me when I was a kid. I would like have that scoring book and I would score the All-Star game and that's if you're if you're not sure what I'm talking about, it's the you, you basically write down what each player does and they probably they probably have it electronically, right? But I used to have it and it was a book and you would have the lineup and it would be two pages, one page for uh one team, one page for the other, and then they would have the diamond, the baseball diamond all set up, the field, and each position corresponds with a number. So pitcher is one, 
Catcher is two. First base is three. Second base is four. Third base is five. And then you go back to shortstop for six. And then left field is seven. Center field, eight. Right field, nine. So it's seven, eight, nine. So he was 77. Judge, as we know, is 99. And he plays right field. And then center field, Aaron Hicks could be 88. That would be, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. I like that from uh, Clint Frazier. I think that was a really, uh, that was a really good uh, thought. I, I thought that was creative. I like that. I'm going to I'm gonna have to reach out to him and, and, and tell him, appreciate that one. So Aaron Hicks, if you're listening, 88, take that number this year. It'd be really, really cool. I like that. I like that. But, you know, they said 30. Uh, and Todd Frazier and when Todd Frazier came over I didn't really know a lot about him but he was a great clubhouse presence and know what one of the funniest things was when they played at Shea and that guy gave him the thumbs down at Shea when the Yankees the Yankees had to play didn't they play in that in that year didn't they have to play a home game for some reason at Shea Stadium, am I like, am I making this up? I don't know, because I don't think it was an interleague game. I feel like it was the Rays. Oh, wait, was that it? The Rays had problems at their stadium, or with the was that when the hurricane was? We gotta look that up, Mario. Check that out for me. Look up the hurricane of 2017, and I think the Rays had to evacuate, and they played. They set it up where they played at. Shea Stadium. I, oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not Shea Stadium anymore. It's City Field. Oh, my goodness. Shea Stadium. I, that, that's, that's all I remember, uh, you know, obviously growing up in New York. And I, you know what? I actually walked on Shea Stadium. I had a friend who was a Met fan, and they have a day over there uh, called, I don't know what it is, but you get to make... Um, Banners, banner day. That's what it's called, banner day. So you can make these these big banners or or or, or signs or whatever you want to call them. And I had a friend growing up who's a really big Met fan, and he needed some help doing the spray painting. And I I helped him out with the spray paint, and I forget what the sign, oh man, that would be great if I had pictures of that, because I can't remember what it was, and we went to Banner Day, and on Banner Day, you, the fans, I want, do they still have it? I don't even know. They get to walk on the field with their banners, and we had, like, we made this banner out of, like, I think his, one of his mom's, like, white bed sheets, and then we tied, like, um, sticks on the ends of them on the on each end and he he had a stick and I had a stick and we walked on the field so I actually walked on Shea Stadium which is it's kind of crazy now that I'm thinking of it and um there used to be there were Casey Stengel who you know as was manager of the Mets and the Yankees he had a, a funny commercial on you know you know watching TV WOR in New York Channel 9 um, you know, we'd be watching whatever. What was on? What was some of those old shows? Uh, who knows? Brady Bunch. But they would break into commercials for Banner Day, and they had it back in the day when Casey Stengel was the manager of the Mets, 
and he called them placards or something. Or uh, it was a funny commercial because it's Casey Stengel, who was an old dude at that time. He's like, "Yeah, they got these placards, and they come in the stand." <laughs> oh boy, funny stuff. But anyway, getting back to Todd Frazier and getting off this tangent. <laughs> that guy, the Yankees played, and he gave Todd Frazier the thumbs down. And do you remember all through? The rest of the season and the playoffs, that was like the Yankees sign was the thumbs down. And, oh, that was hysterical. Because I remember texting buddies of mine during the playoffs. And I would do the emoji of the thumbs down. And they'd send it back. And, oh, that was funny. And that guy, I think he got his own bobblehead, didn't he? And it was crazy because he was a Met fan. But he was at this game with the Rays and the... um, and against the Yankees. So it was really funny. Really funny stuff. And I know Todd Frazier, I think, did some, some publicity stuff with him. And that guy probably loves it, lo- loves Todd Frazier now that he's on the Mets. <laughs> oh, man. Funny stuff. Funny stuff. But getting back to it, Todd Frazier was a, was a good guy. I liked, I liked the Todd father. And I loved how he was on the field with Derek Jeter back in the day who Derek Jeter was his idol because he won he you know he's from New Jersey and he had won Todd Frazier had won the uh, Little League World Series with his team and I think like Tom's River and they got to go to Yankee Stadium and, and and be out on the field and Todd Frazier they used to always show at Yankee Stadium the picture of him and Jeter and it's, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm sure if you are a fan, you remember that. So there's, there's a little Todd Frazier story there. <clears throat> so, moving on. There's a lot of... Another article in the post that my aunt sent me was from uh, Ken... Uh, I, think it, <clears throat> I think their writer is Ken Davidoff. Davidoff? Davidoff? And uh, they interview him during Yankee games, right? Isn't he one of the guys who comes into the booth? Whether it's radio or TV, I'm not sure. And he was talking about Bryce Harper and how the Yankees should really engage with him, at least to see where he's at and to say, okay, here's where we'll go. Come back to us if, you know, if if this is sounding good and maybe we can negotiate and it is interesting. Remember, I was I was high, really high on Harper, Yankees getting him, and then I like said, oh well, you know, were his stats that good? And then someone did that comparison of where he would have ranked if he was on the Yankees last year, and and it was high. And obviously, that left-handed bat would be really big in Yankee Stadium, and uh, and I like Bryce Harper. I think I think he'd be a good Yankee, especially with the Mickey Mantle connection. <clears throat> He also said that, uh, I think it was this one. I don't know. I'm getting confused. There was a lot of articles I read, thanks to my aunt sending those. And one of them had uh, about uh, DJ, DJ Lehamu, Lehamu, no, it's it's Mahu, Lehamu. Oh, man, I don't know. I was, you know, me and Mario were... uh, we were hanging out on Saturday night with Susanna and his lovely wife, Alita, and we were at our buddy's brewery, which is right in our neighborhood, and um, I'll give him a shout-out. Uh, big Ring, Big Ring 
brews and ciders and he was doing a little charity thing which was really cool so if you you know if you're in the news uh paradise california had a really bad um horrible fire it was just it was just really bad i'm sure if you're watching the news you you know about this and he had a little um sierra nevada released this type of beer that all the proceeds are going to what's called the campfire because it started at this road called camp something which i think is a terrible name to call it because now people are like oh did never have a campfire but it didn't start because of the cam- of a campfire so anyway they had this resilience uh ipa and our buddy has a brewery in his in his place and uh he brewed it he brewed it and he did i guess they call it a release i don't know what i don't know what that means but anyway me and mario were there and we were talking and um so if you see that first of all if you see that go support that sierra nevada resilience ipa and it's good it is really good our buddy you know home brewed it and this this guy is, um, you know, he's he's got he's got his big ring, um, big ring brewery, and his his room right now is really cool. I don't know. Is he Mario? Is he planning to like go full on and open a brewery someday? I don't know. He should. He's he's good. He's good. So check out Big Ring if it comes to a store near you, <laughs> and definitely check out that Sierra Nevada and uh, support that. But anyway, me and Mario are there hanging out. You know, we're talking about the show, talking about all this stuff, and what? Oh, and one thing. Well, when Mario releases it, he he might. He's Mario's a big MMA guy. He loves MMA, boxing. Uh, you know, he does Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and um, he's 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 like hardcore into it. So he's he's gonna have a podcast soon. He is gonna be doing. It's gonna be called Mario's Corner, and. Um, he like he said maybe maybe I will become the producer on his show which would be really awesome. Anyway, we were talking and we were talking about how to pronounce this DJ Le Mahieu's name and of course Mario showing off because he pronounces everything well and better than me. <laughs> I'm just pulling his leg, but he does. He does. He definitely um, definitely pronounces it better than me. And he did it really well, and he did it like his whiskey. <laughs> Man, that guy, you Mario, you should become. I don't. I don't know. You. You should be a spokesperson. You should be. I've got it. Oh my goodness, Mario, I have got it. Stop the presses, <laughs> or alert the press. You should be the new. Stay thirsty, my friends, guy. Who was that? Was that Dosakes? Oh my goodness, Mario! That's it. Call Dosakes, because have you heard of Dosakes since that guy retired, Mister uh, Stay Thirsty? The oh, he was the the man, the world's most interesting man. Was that his name? That was what it was, wasn't it? Oh my goodness, Mario! You are the world's most interesting man. Oh, that would be awesome. And you've got a beard. That dude had a beard. You could be like his son. Oh, my goodness. Call Dos Equis right now. You could be his son, and it could be the continuation of it. And Dos Equis, get on. First of all, we would take Dos Equis, <clears throat> excuse me, as a, uh, as a sponsor, right? I would definitely take them. When I go to... Um, Whenever I go to a place, if I'm having Mexican food, I will have the Dos Equis 
I think it's the amber. I think it's the amber. I like that one. That's really good. Good goes really well with Mexican food. But, dude, we've got sponsorship and we've got a new job for Mario. And you could pronounce all your words. You could and you could say, oh, maybe you have to say the, their tagline: "Stay, stay thirsty, my friends." Or, or you have your own tagline. I think they should give you your own new tagline. That would be oh. Man, that would be great. Find them. Dosekis, where are you? Find them on social media. Write to them. We'll send pictures of you with a Yankee hat on, of course. <laughs> oh, that'd be great if you wore that in the commercials. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's great. It's great. I love it. I love it. Anyway, guys, we're going we're gonna to wrap up. I, DJ Lehemu, we'll get to him. How about we get to him uh, next show? Because we are... We are we are on the clock, or off the clock, or whatever you want to do that expression, but we got to wrap up, basically, is what I'm trying to say. All right, guys, thanks a lot for joining us, as always, and um, also, you know what? I will give you guys a little, um, a little teaser. Somebody started following us on Instagram, big time, big deal, baseball person. And, uh, and maybe he's even listening and is somebody I, I really respect in baseball and the press and he is awesome. And I'll let you know that the next episode. All right. We will continue. So stay tuned and let's go Yankees.